Hi everyone, this is Val Sopi. And this is Bootstrapping SaaS. In this podcast, I share my journey to 10K in recurring revenue with ClaryTask.com. Hi everyone, this is episode 20. I never thought I'd make it this far with this podcast. Uh, so thanks for listening. And thank you to all who have supported me in this journey from the beginning. The first episode of this podcast was on April 19th. Today is September 22nd, 2019. I guess about five months, uh, which is about 20 weeks. Uh, I missed a week here and there, I think, uh, two in total. One when I was on vacation, the other one when um, I think something overlapped and I couldn't get to, um, to record. But it's been fun, honestly. I've learned so much about myself because I get so many replies after an episode. And uh, it helps me reflect as I'm doing this. And especially it's great when I am preparing for the show and I'm doing show notes and I get ready to sort of um, think about what I want to speak about and what went on uh, the previous week, what I will be doing next week, etc. So that sort of thing makes me reflect and it sort of made me more disciplined and as I do this more and more, I discover a lot about myself and areas where I should improve uh, that hopefully will lead to being more successful with my product, etc. So, um, yeah, uh, 20 episodes. That's nuts. So I want to keep this going until um, I make 10,000K with Task, which will be the last episode of this show whenever that happens. All right, so uh, let me look at my notes quickly here. And um, one thing I want to talk about real quick is that I know a few listeners have complained about having supporters on the show, um, uh, but these supporters are handpicked, so I get to select uh, supporters who want to sponsor the show, and I want to make sure that um, they have a product or service that is legit and that is uh, aimed to serving my uh my listeners right so it's not something out there these people are just like you and me uh they're uh they're trying to make uh something out of nothing out of thin air so um uh please support them as well so um with that said i want to talk about my first supporter who is sean enman who runs coldfeedstudios.com and Sean, I met through Mega Maker Club, which is run by Justin Jackson, and he was actually a CDO of a huge company, as well as he worked for smaller start- startups like ours. Um, so for this show's listeners, Sean is offering a free 30-minute consultation uh, to hear you out um, and offer any advice, technical or non, um, on any challenges or struggles that uh, you might know the answer to, but you need someone to bounce ideas with. So Sean wants to do that with you. Um, so to speak with Sean, uh, visit coldfeedstudios.com for details. Um, I've spoken to Sean already, and he is the real deal. Okay, so um, go to coldfeedstudios.com. Uh, the second supporter is Paul McAlf of pawboxer.com. Uh, I want to make sure I pronounce that well. So it's podboxer.com. So what Paul does is uh, he handpicks uh, different shows and researches hundreds of shows that uh, are published in a week um, and uh, handpicks three or four uh, for each newsletter um, and sends them out to his subscribers. So he sends two newsletters a week, one on Tuesday and the other one on Thursday. So uh if you want to get on um, Paul's newsletter, 
uh, go to podboxer.com to sign up. It's a free sign up. So uh, I actually uh, love getting Paul's newsletter because um, I'm very busy and uh, I'm, I want to sort of hear somebody out uh, and just tell me what to listen to next week, this week. Yeah, so visit podboxer.com. All right, so uh, on with the show. Um, it took me about 20 episodes, I guess, to get things in order, sort of. Uh, so one thing I'm happy about is that my banks are consolidated. Um, I've had a few accounts that I wasn't using at all from various products and businesses that I've started uh, locally or, uh, or globally. And they were just sitting there and I was paying fees. And believe it or not, my yearly bill on various bank accounts that I had here in Kosovo in U.S., in total was $1,404, so $1,404 per year. That's what I was paying at about uh, three different business accounts here, um, one in U.S., another one here that I wasn't using, etc., and I got that bill down to $120 per year, so from a year to $120 a year, believe it or not. So I switched banks, looked for banks that had zero or super low fees and um, closed a few accounts. And then the biggest one was actually Silicon Valley Bank, which I closed. Uh, That was $25 per month, which doesn't seem a lot, but it adds up to $300 per year. And with that money, maybe I can buy some Google Ads, right? So I'm on Mercury Bank right now, which is an amazing bank. If you are running a startup, I highly recommend them. Their support is insane. Uh, Their UI, their money transfers between accounts is incredible. Your checking account comes with a savings account that I think comes with a 1% um, interest, which is, it's it's something, right? Um, So I like to my money that I don't plan to use in that account and sort of start a saving right away. Even though Claritas is not making millions, I still like to put, even if it's $20, $50, I like to put in on savings and just see that money grow. So Mercury, I can recommend them enough. They're incredible. Uh, Jason is the person that I speak a lot to. Um, actually, I think I'm, uh, I'm done speaking to them now because I pretty much got everything in order there as well. I was opening another account, etc. So, uh, yeah, I'm very happy that my banks are in order and I can feel a little bit more in control with my finances. They're not there yet where I want them to be, but I'm shortly, shortly, um, surely, surely, <laughs> I am surely getting there and shortly, hopefully, uh, where, you know, I my MRR is more than what I'm spending on my daily life. So, um, yeah, I'm super, super psyched about that. Um, what else? So, um, uh, one thing that actually, uh, a question that I, um, one of my, uh, online friends made was that, you know, he was, it wasn't a question. He was starting to make a product and he wasn't sure if, um, if he wants to do a sort of a, uh, B2C, a product that is aimed at makers like us. Um, or do something bigger, but he has he doesn't have the experience. Maybe selling to you know companies and larger sort of enterprise entities, etc. And from my experience, and this is totally biased, you know, like please consider your context uh, when you hear my sort of um, lessons. Uh, which you know, I hate giving advice because advice is so contextual and it just really 
um, even though it makes sense to me or the person that is giving the advice, um, it really has to um, be in line with what the person listening to the advice is doing. However, with that said, just pick bits and pieces here and there that make sense for you. But my advice, uh, my sort of lesson is to uh, build, always build B2B uh, software. And the reason for that is because companies have money and uh, they don't think as we do individuals. So when I'm making a purchase, let's say I, I bought Open Phone, which is an app that I use for a US number, and it's only $10. However, as I look at all my expenses that I'm purchasing to run Claritas, I always have that sort of, you know, I'm always conscious of what I'm spending. Even though it's $10, I'm like, okay, so I have this many clients. This is my MRR. I don't want to spend too much. I'm always thinking in the individual basis. Companies don't do that. Companies that are successful with five, ten people plus, um, they can spend the money because their revenues are very high and your product of $50 or $100 is not really a lot. If you're solving a real problem that they have in a, in a specific way that they need, um, they will pay for it. Uh, that is my experience, right? So uh, with that said, um, I want, I even mentioned this in my last episode, I want to uh, portray Claritask more as a company because companies like to buy from companies. And I think the only time when they don't care is that if the person behind the product is uh, somebody that they know, somebody well-known, somebody that's maybe, you know, written books and is... Uh, uh, well known in the circles that the client is on then i think that that works better but i'm none of those things i haven't written a book i'm not famous um so i'm not really doing any any claritas doesn't really have any benefit for me being behind it uh maybe yes uh in the eyes of my friends and people that support me unconditionally but clients they want to buy especially if they're a company they want to buy from another company who they think it is, is successful and is solving their need. So um, I've had a previous product who I run with uh, four people, four, four other people and two other outside consultants. And we were a company and we were portraying ourselves as a company and other companies bought from us. There was no questions asked about who runs it or who's behind it. And now that I've put myself so much uh, as the face of the company, Honestly, sometimes with all this transparency that I'm doing, uh, all the things that I'm sharing, I don't know if I'm really, you know, um, doing uh, anything good to clear task with that. Um, I've had a couple of current clients uh, that sort of know my struggles, ask me, you know, they'll say like, oh, so what's going to happen with clear task? You know, like, are you going to continue doing it? And I'm like, yeah, like, what, what will give you the idea, you know, that I'm not? They're like, well, you know, we, we know that it's growing slow and, you know, I don't know. We don't know. I'm like, Claire Task is here to stay. I don't care if it's only for clients. I'm not looking for that big exit where I do anything that makes money or my sort of first goal is to look for making money because now I'm taking clients on the side who are paying my bills and Claire Task is, is growing steadily. I'm working on features that are needed from current clients and slowly new clients will come in and I will continue doing it. Um, that's what I want to do. Claritask is something that I love to do, that I love to work on. I love the problems that he has, like inside the app that I want to try to solve for, for my current existing users and all the feedback that comes in. 
and I can't wait for new clients that don't that have heard of me to sort of get on board. So I have the patience now a little bit more because, uh, like I said, I'm doing client work, consultancy work on the side, which is paying bills. Um, so uh, I don't really, you know, I'm not in a rush to go anywhere. So Claritas will grow eventually. And um, I want to portray it more as a company. If in case I, uh, you know, Claritas becomes something that is more than it is now, then if I can help it in any way that people want to know who is behind it, then I'm fine with it. But I don't want to do anything that hurts it. And I think what hurts it is me being transparent in the eyes of somebody who has never heard about me. And then they go and see a tweet or, or some note where, you know, I talk about my struggles. And believe me, everybody has struggles. Some people talk less about them. Some people talk more about them. But once people hear it out like that, like especially a company that has never heard about you personally, they're going to stay on the fence a bit, you know, and then, you know, they're just going to wait it out. Even if they like their product, they're going to be like, oh, well, you know, I love this product. It's not a big company. We're going to go with a competitor. If they're around, we'll come back and whatnot. So um, I want to portray it more as a company. And um, this transparency thing where I share everything that's going behind the scenes, I think I'm going to keep it more private as things move forward. And what I mean by that is that I want to make a lot of things, no index, no follow, where if a complete stranger searches about Claritask, they don't get to this podcast or my bare metrics, uh, open numbers, etc. It's only friends, private bootstrappers, fellow makers, etc. But not somebody that is searching on, on Google and they get to the page where everything is out in the open because um, I don't think that's doing anything anything good to Claritas or to my journey, honestly. I think it could hurt it in, uh, in the eyes of somebody who has never met me, who doesn't know me, who doesn't really care, and they shouldn't because they're a stranger. They want to get a product that solves their problem, and who cares, you know, if the person behind it is struggling so much to try to make it right and etc. They want to solve a problem right here and right now. They don't care. So for those people, they don't need to see those things this podcast or my bare metrics or whatever else I have online that is open. So I'm trying to get my first and second page of um, of Google search for Claritask uh, with articles and and um, in other magazines where they talk more about successes and achievement and what Claritask is and, you know, do the user guide where if somebody searches how to create a project in Claritask, they come to the help section of Claritask inside the website. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, um, that's that's uh, that's my sort of uh, lesson, if you want to call it an advice, etc. Um, I would say target B two B, target B two B, target businesses. Be a B two B software where you know you are a company, you are solving a problem, and selling it to companies because uh, it's better to have ten clients at hundred dollars a pop than having thousand clients at you know ten dollars a pop. Yeah, that's a lot of clients to support, you know, so think about that. Unless you you have some, you know, some product that is amazing and then you just, you know, people can't wait to give you money. And if that's the case, then yeah, more power to you, you know. But uh, if you're doing something like I am, like um, an existing market, a sort of saturated uh, old market, and me as a newcomer with a product that, you know, uh, in a, among other products that are, similar in a sense, trying to solve, at least trying to solve the same, same, um, 
same problem, then uh, yeah, I would say do those things, you know, be a company, etc. And yeah, transparency, I don't know. Um, I hear a lot of people talking about it lately. Justin had an episode, Justin Jackson had an episode about it. I agree with a lot of things he said. Um, it could hurt you. I think it gives you, you know, it gets you a lot of high fives from people that support you directly, which is amazing. So I thank you also for people that do that on a daily basis with, with me, in this podcast, with my product. But, you know, I have to uh, draw the line somewhere and say, hey, you know, this podcast will be private for people from you and me, but I don't want to share beyond that. You know, I want to, I, I really depend on Claritask, you know, like my family depends on it. I depend on it. I want to make it a success. I don't want to do something that hurts it. It's not a game for me. It's not a side project. I'm not working on it the weekends. I'm working more on it than my clients work and etc. So, yeah, that's my way of moving forward with Claritask. Um, all right. So what I want to talk about next is that uh, one thing I notice a lot of uh, bootstrappers and indie makers make is that they always want to pick the right product, uh, right product, like right software, right tools, Laravel, uh, AWS, etc. And, you know, just hook it up to the latest something, some library that came out because it looks cool. And they want to build it the right way. I say build it the way it works. Uh, there's always going to be a time to make it better. Uh, your goal is to um, make your product successful so people use it. Um, if it's a product that is serving developers, then yeah, uh, do that, you know, because they're going to judge you in every bit of the way. But if you're building a product for people who are not, you know, so, um, what's the word, scrutinizing you in every sense of the word, then do something that works. Um, do, do the best way you want it, the best way you need to do it, but don't look for, here I am giving advice again. I hate doing this. Um, just, I would say we're not building a bridge, you know, if we're building a bridge, yes, there's a lot of people going to depend on it and a lot of people will be in trouble if that bridge falls, but we're, we're building a, an app which can be fixed in, in five minutes. Uh, so just do it the best way you can launch it. And then there's always going to be time to make it better. Uh, if people like what it's solving, they're going to use it. They're not going to say clients that pay, they're not going to say, oh, I wish the borders were five pixel around it instead of four pixel you know so yeah just build it launch it i have a friend who's been working on a product i mentioned them him before i think he's working on a product for like more than two years now because he wants to get react right because when hundred thousand people come to his website he doesn't want to be judged and then when he sells it the developers they're going to take over um he wants them to think highly of him which is insane that's insanity yeah don't do that don't be like my friend um, a quick break uh, for one of my supporters. Uh, this time I'm going to mention Paul again. So uh, Paul McCalf runs popboxer.com. And what Paul does is handpick the best episodes from our favorite podcast shows and sends them to you and me in a quick, easy-to-read newsletter. Usually three to four episodes per newsletter, which he sends out every Tuesday and Thursday. So sign up for his newsletter, which is free at podboxer.com. That's P-O-D podboxer.com all right back to the show um i don't have the talent for working on several projects at once uh, i've asked uh, several of my friends who gave me really great advice on blocking out time 
and sort of you know having my tasks in order and especially the biggest one which i it's impossible for me to do right now is uh, not work on several projects at once at least not on the big features uh, of one project so sort of um, have them separately like in a week or so which is really impossible for me to do right now because i'm working on my clients project that is paying the majority of my bills however there a day doesn't go by that i need to jump on clarity task and uh, improve something especially right now where i'm um, uh, improving uh, a uh, functioning clarity task which uh, my current users have been wanting for so long especially two of my biggest clients who have a lot of workspaces um, the people management in clarity task right now is on workspace level Meaning that if you start another uh, workspace, it's going to be really hard for you to sort of bring the people that you invited in another workspace, not you, but somebody that you invited on. If they're an administrator, they're not going to have access to your contacts, etc. So that's that's sort of like, I knew this was coming, but I didn't anticipate it this fast in the product journey. So um, that's what I'm doing. I'm putting companies on top of workspaces and having a company-wide a people list where people can set up super administrators, administrators, and then they can manage people on workspace level without any hassle. So that is requiring a lot of uh, changes in the architecture behind, which is I'm having a great time. But yeah, I'm working on that and then on client work, back in that, and it's so hard. And one thing that is helping me actually is that whenever I am done with uh, one product, uh, I usually leave a note on my tasks where I left off and what I was doing and what is next. So let's say I'm working on Clarity Task. I finished a big part of it. I'm not done yet. I need to get back on it tomorrow, the next day. So what I do is I say I was working on um, a people pop-up and got done with inviting people and next is removing them sort of like that yeah so that's one one example and then the same would go for my client work where i you know would do something and then leave at a certain point and say i got done with adding client addresses next is making up packages etc it's a new postal service so that's the yes the app i'm building for the client and that is helping but still, you know, going back and forth from one code to the other, it's really painful. And the biggest pain that I have with it is that when I was working only on task, the ideas were flowing more sort of, I was getting more in the zone and now I rarely do. So I have to like sort of, you know, imagine running a marathon and you have to like stop and go, stop and go, stop and go. You never get in sort of that rhythm or your body just runs and you don't even think about it. You sort of get in the zone that you don't, you don't even know consciously what you're doing you're just like unconsciously just switching back and forth from like you know view and back and front etc i don't that's i'm missing that but client work will end in like two not two weeks i'm lying it's gonna end the uh, second week of october if everything is, goes well so um yeah um i have to thank my friends for for helping with this and uh i want to mention their names actually because i'm always saying my friends my friends my friends and these friends have names because um, they help me out. And one of them is Elko. The other one is Tarshan. And uh, let me just see um, someone else who was on the thread helping me out. Um, all right. So um, give me a moment here. Zoli helped me out as well. 
yeah so thanks guys and jay-z so yeah appreciate your help jonathan Zhuang. that's jay-z um yeah all right so let me see how many minutes i've gone so far i don't want to keep you here just want to keep you interested and give you the information that you need so 24 minutes i still have a little thing a little bit more to go uh let me see what i have here on my notes um so what i have here is what's next so um next is that i'll be working on my client work and try to separate my days in four hours with client work and then four hours to clear task or maybe a day every other day come back to clear task uh so improvements uh there are no major features right now i don't want to tackle any major features because i want to leave that for uh once i come back uh, i deliver my client work and then i can come back on clear task fully um so i have a couple of features coming up on ClaireTask, which are be are going to be more in the sense of helping um people in workspaces and company message each other better not better more in a different way so they don't have to speak to one another in task level only they can pretty much send each other a message about something that they need delivered etc and um um i want to get on reading on shape up by Basecamp. um one thing i i've read bits and pieces of it and heard people mentioned it on on twitter and a lot of things that they say i agree a lot with them but if i if i said those things like nobody nobody would pay attention to me because i haven't really done anything big and Basecamp has done they people listen to them so i you know i really like that and um one thing i really like about them is that they take take a lot of bets so not everything is like rigid where they interview customers and do the mom tests and what etc. So they, they sort of have these hunches or like things that keep coming up and they give it a test, give it a bet on it. And then if they see work, it's working and they, they, um, they continue with it and they launch it. If it doesn't, then they, they stop. At least that's what I got from the bits and pieces, but I have to really read it. And that's actually how I work. Um, I do meet with my clients. I talk to them quite often, and um, I um, I keep asking questions. I write things down, and I read them back. But I don't really have like a system that I you know uh, rate things, and then if they get high ratings, they go into production and etc. I don't I don't do that. I sort of have these hunches where I organically have this feeling about how. Uh, clear test should work with my uh, my current users and how I should make them feel and what it should replace in their daily lives and what it should make better for them etc and that's how I built something new you know so the messaging part that I just mentioned before that has more to do with people you know using the email going back to clear task and then maybe some slack or something so they have to I'm trying to keep them in the flow inside of clear test so if they want to message a certain person and I have to do it on task level. I can message him directly. I don't know how, if that's going to be used. I have a feeling it will because of the way that I have an idea how we'll build it that they might find it useful. So that's sort of how I work on Clear Task. That's how I build it up to now. And I really loved it that I found a resemblance to it in the shape of bits and pieces that I've come across. Uh, if I'm wrong, please correct me on Twitter or just send me a message at sass.clearTask.com. Um, and correct me please uh, and also for anything else you know even like if you think um, if you you know have any requests or what you want to hear more on this show or something that I could do better uh, just write me even anom anonymously like you just get one of those email addrests that self-destruct chefs are like a, a day or so 
um, so sas at claritas.com s-a-a-s at claritas.com um, and the reason why I don't do I don't have a system sort of where I evaluate features is that you know people don't know and I, people don't know what they want really um, and this is what mom test sort of does because people will say one thing and they will do something else they don't they they can't and when i say they people me me as well us we can't anticipate like how i will do something like show me like let gmail put some feature even like a hint of it and then if i use it have them continue making it better somehow that sort of thing but if they come out and ask me like hey you know would you like for this email to go this way blah 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 and i will say yes no maybe and then if they base you know if they make up their minds based on 100 questions with a percentage rate like that's just not the way to go not for me i know people do that but i can't do that i can't work like that and especially a friend of mine uh, the other day helped me uh, asked me said hey so you know what software do you use to you know lay out your story of what you're building and all the logic behind it and i'm like i just stare at the screen for like hours sometimes you know like i'm looking at the code and i'm not really looking at the code i'm just like my eyes go left and right i have my claritas dashboard open and i'm just thinking of ways uh just thinking on it like that's that's how i work um you know a lot of people have better maybe um systems and whatnot but i don't work like that i can't work like that i never worked like in a structured way like that I sort of have a certain way of working where i uh, try to you know work things out in my mind and my head even when i'm showering and then i get this idea and i start down and execute it in code like i don't try to discover it as i am um, writing it out maybe i use my pen and pencil just to sort of scribble ideas and that helps me out but i don't have like this big chart or the white big white word whiteboard where i'm doing an algorithm of how things should work out and if they don't. I do that when it gets down to technical bits of, of the code, but not like as I'm trying to discover a new feature. I hope I'm making any sense. All right, so another quick break for uh, my other supporters. So Sean, like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, is from coldfeedstudios.com and is currently advising product makers like us, like you and me. So if you're weighing your options as you try to overcome an obstacle in your startup, Sean is the person you want to speak to and just reflect maybe uh, free for 30 minutes. So Sean is curious about bootstrappers like us and wants to help because he's a bootstrapper too. Uh, go to coldfeedstudios.com to sign up for a free 30-minute talk with Sean. Sean used to be a CDO, CTO, and um, he also worked for a smaller startup. So he understands all of it from a technical point of view, but also he's had uh, the business side of it as well. So... Hit him up at coldfeedstudios.com. Okay, back to the show. So uh, one thing I want to do uh, towards the end of the year and um, maybe into next year, not maybe, but I want to, honestly, I want to read more books, uh, hopefully fiction, uh, less nonfiction, like the books that we read, uh, because uh, <clears throat> I want to sort of stretch my uh, some of my uh, creative muscles more. And reading nonfiction books, they're great. But... Um, I honestly get to listen on a lot of podcasts and a lot of information is sometimes more relevant as people are building stuff and they talking about it right from the trenches 
And uh, if I go back and read in, in, a, in a book, I'm usually nodding and saying, oh, yeah, yeah, exactly, that's right. So it's like I'm agreeing with something that I do on a daily basis. So with that said, I want to read more fiction. Um, I don't know, New Yorker, short stories, etc. And also, this is something I feel very bad about that I haven't done in the past few years is that I haven't really kept up with the latest films. Uh, I'm a big film buff. I used to follow every little film that comes out, not just the Oscar-winning films, but also like indie indie films with budgets of five million of one million that somebody made and it became huge. So I used to follow those films, but I haven't done recently because I've been working so much. So I want to get back to that. Um, chase those films, look at them, enjoy them more, and just you know have a little bit more leisure time. So um, and then. Um, Moving forward, I'm going to have a lot of things that I have opened about Clarity Task more private. So this podcast will be more private. My numbers out will be more private. They'll be only for friends like you, uh, not for somebody, for some stranger that comes to Clarity Task, wants to buy Clarity Task, and it runs across my open information, which they shouldn't. Uh, they don't need to. It's um, inundation for them. It's a lot more information they need to know. Uh, it's not that I'm hiding, but I'm trying to make a sale run my family, run Claritask, and it should be simple for them to decide. I should help them decide in a more concise, clear way. Uh, so, yeah, that's 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 all of it. A um, little bit of uh, stats for this uh, podcast. So uh, this is episode 20. Um, I never thought I would get this far, but now that I got here, I want to keep going and uh, up to 10K, hopefully, when I reach that episode that I have to, you know, that will be my last episode of this show because that's the goal of this show. And uh, hopefully somebody listening back to all the episodes, they can see all the dumb stuff that I've done along the way and maybe do better. And maybe I'll listen to these episodes sometimes later and then just look back at what I was thinking at this time. So uh, uh, total downloads for 20 episodes are a little bit over 4,000. So to be exact, for 19 episodes, I'm sorry. So it's not counted for this episode. So for 19 episodes has been 41 uh, 99, so 41, uh, 4,199 downloads all time. And uh, let me just go a little bit deeper into analytics. Um, so first 30 days, my episodes, when they launched, are less than 152 times and then around 210 times, 209 times for the first 90 days. Uh, subscribers, I have uh, 74 and this number is uh, not that that solid because subscribers come from all different places. Somebody is listening to Overcast. The other one is listening to Apple Podcasts and uh, other apps. And you can't really, I don't think anybody can. Transistor can. Like they, they say that, you know, this this number is sort of estimate. Um, and let me see. My, um, my uh, most listened episode is lead problems my episode six lead problems and what i'll be doing next and the next one below that they're both above 300 each are growth strategies i'm currently considering uh it's interesting that you know both top um listened episode have to do with lead and growth etc so i know a lot of us want to know information like that so yeah um, most of my listeners, about 55%, come from US. Uh, and then uh, it's a uh, you know, bunch of different countries at 3, 2, 2, 3, 1. I don't see anyone standing out <clears throat> more than the other. They're on like, you know, Germany 3, Canada 2, 
South America, Brazil is 2%, Australia is 3%, so all of the restaurants are like another 45%, with U.S. being at 55%. I guess U.S. listens to more podcasts than anyone, I don't know. Um, yeah, that's it. That's the episode for today. Thanks for listening, all these 20 episodes. I hope to uh, keep you more interested in what I have to say in the upcoming episodes, and if you have anything... To let me know about what I should be doing better, uh, just hit me up at sass at and uh, have a great week.